This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is David. And I'm Joseph. And we're going to talk about everything that happened uh, this past week and uh, maybe beyond as well. And uh, James couldn't make it today, but uh, he's uh, with us uh, in uh, Force Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> he's our own version. But, but he's okay, though. There's nothing wrong with him. <laughs> he's fine. He's, uh, he's spending time with the family. But uh, today, I wanted to talk about a few things. Um, we know now that the cast has seen the rise of Skywalker. Yes. And Richard E. Grant tweeted about his experience and he loved it. He was just over the moon about it. Oh, and it's fantastic. it's awesome to see him react. It's his first Star Wars film, but it's it's just <laughs> awesome to see his reaction to what he filmed. Yeah. And it just gets us all hyped. And he said in the cast interview that he hopes Disney does not sue him <laughs> for talking about the film, but I'm pretty sure Disney's okay with what he said. And, um, it just hyped me up even more. So yeah. I don't know. Did you get a chance to take a look at that? Um, no, I haven't, I haven't. I've, so you and I both know James has been doing everything in his power to like see as little about the rise mm-hmm. of Skywalker going into it as possible. And so I'm, I'm like between James and you, I think at this point. So like all the trailers that have come out, I've been watching, but anytime anybody's like talking about it, I've been sort of avoiding it. Not like, not like Mm -hmm. if you want to say it right now, I'm going to be mad at you or anything like that. But, um, it's like, Oh, I want to go in and I want to have my own perspective on it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so what Richard E. Grant's going to be saying here, I'm going to take with a grain of salt because he's in it. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? And, um, he's getting paid, to say, hey, this is the best thing ever created. But I also, I've seen a lot of, like, the, I'm sure you're gonna, we're going to talk about it later, the leaked scripts that mm-hmm. probably didn't exist, or maybe they did exist, but there was a lot of hate on those scripts. And so, um, you know, everything everything that's coming out, I'm trying to take with a grain of salt right now. So, yeah, I haven't looked at it, but, like, if you want to talk about it, I'm going to try to put it in perspective <laughs> yeah i think i think we'll talk about that a little bit later but yeah. i wanted to also talk about how every well, single time they do one of these films are we gonna say well what, what did he say richard e grant uh i don't have it word for word oh, here okay. but he was just like super excited super it. thrilled that's great and yeah he he thought it was amazing that's fantastic and i, I just kind of have the perspective of okay well hits his first like a really huge epic film yeah, yeah, yeah and he was just amazed by being there Having it shot the way it was shot, and then the effects added in later. Oh yeah, I think it probably just blew his mind. I know he was in Wolverine, um, Which, the, the Logan film. Who was Logan? He Logan, uh, the scientist. Oh, he was in Logan. Okay, yeah. I thought you were saying the Wolverine. No, like, no, no, not the Wolverine. What? But I mean, because <laughs> I mean, not a great film, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not that film. Logan was great. Logan, Logan was fantastic. so yeah. Every single time they do a Star Wars film, I'm always on the lookout on YouTube to watch the big cast couch mm-hmm. interview and they always bring in a different moderator 
Um, I think one year, I'm trying to remember who did it in the past. Oh, it was Mindy Kaling, I think, okay. for The Last Jedi. Or, no, no, for The Force Awakens. Because I remember she told J.J., why are you doing this? You, you have enough money. You're rich. Why? <laughs> but yeah, she was really funny. But for this time, they had Ava DuVernay, who does have a huge connection to Star Wars, even though she hasn't been employed uh-huh. directly. She was the one that told J.J. that he needed a little bit more between Rey and Kylo in the end fight sequence of The Force Awakens. Okay. She was the one that told her, or told J.J., that once their sabers clash when they were on the edge, she, there needed to be something else. And it was a scene where she closes her eyes. Oh, and when she... And when Kylo mentions the Force, and she goes, the Force? And then she's like, and then she, oh, And then yeah. she, like, draws from it and gets stronger. That was and her. And we her see a little middle. bit of dark side come out. <laughs> yeah, that was her kind of idea and That's her kind of input. Awesome. Yeah. And um, he also recruited one of her uh, friends slash assistants that she's also used... Okay. As an assistant director, I, I believe her name is Vic Mahoney. Okay. And she's the first female director of a saga film. That's awesome. So, yeah, that's, that's yeah, that was pretty awesome. Um, among the people on the cast couch uh, were Chris Terrio. Okay. That we haven't really seen or heard or, from. Yeah, he and he spoke a little bit. And also Adam Driver was there. He sat right oh, next to JJ. Oh, that never happens. Right. <laughs> and surprisingly... Um, Donald Gleason was not there. Interesting. And he's in the film. Yeah. There's pictures of him. And I think he does play a pretty, as as big a part as, or maybe a little smaller than he did in The Force Awakens. But it's surprising that we've heard nothing from well, him at, at all. His role in uh, The Last Jedi was pretty integral, I think. He was mm-hmm. he had a pretty decent, he had a juicier part, I, I think, than in The Force Awakens. Yeah. So maybe they're trying to keep him under wraps, you know? Or maybe he's just... Oh. Yeah, he could Excuse be busy. I mean, he's, yeah, he's a yeah. pretty good actor. So he's, I think he's in high demand, and he does, he does get jobs. I mean, he's super talented too. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely. So yeah, they when they spoke with Chris Terrio, they asked him the question. They went cast member to cast member, director, writer, mm-hmm. and um, some of the more interesting things that came out of that was that Chris Terrio talked about how he lives in New York, and he got a a three one zero call. That's the L A. Right, right, right. area code. And he's like, I don't know who this is. <laughs> and of course, we've known for a while, and I think we talked about it on the podcast how Chris Terrio and J.J. Abrams did not really know each other, right? But of course, they know of each other. Uh, yeah. Cause... So he called him directly, and he knew that Chris Terrio was a big Star Wars fan. Yeah. So he, uh, J.J. said he was a big fan of Argo and a big fan of scripts that he's read that Chris is. Chris Terrio has written, so he decided to cold call him, and I think he was in a meeting or something, and he called the number back, and Terrio said, JJ simply said, do you want to help me write episode nine? Oh my gosh. And Chris Terrio was like, yeah, obviously. episode not. are we talking about Star Wars? <laughs> He's like, he didn't say Star Wars, all he said was episode nine, and he said it like rattled him, blew his mind, Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he said, yes, of course. What, <laughs> yeah, crazy. Of course yeah. I want to help you write this. Yeah. So he moved from New York to uh, Santa Monica, and he talked about his experience at the Bad Robot Studios, mm-hmm. how they had a room full of whiteboards, all white, and he talked about how he came to the realization how he had to land this huge Star Destroyer and bring this thing <laughs> 
parallel park it. <laughs> Bring this thing in, land it perfectly on the head of a needle. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a Herculean task to yes. write that film yes. for sure. Yes. Especially like working with JJ, who he's never worked with before. That's right. gotta have been. I mean, right. it's it's. Uh, I think everything that I've seen looks amazing, so I'm sure it's gonna be fine. But God, that's gotta be just nerve wracking the entire time you're writing anything. Yeah, and I really thought Argo was really well written. Argo was fantastic. Yeah. yeah, and JJ was a huge fan. He brought him in, and I think that's pretty much all he kind of talked about. All the major takeaways mm-hmm. was was just his kind of introduction to JJ. And Terrio also said that um, I think JJ told him, told Chris Terrio, "I want you to be with me every step of the way." Oh, and wow. Terrio was like. Uh, I don't know about that. I think you might get tired of me. <laughs> and JJ said that, yeah, he made some self-deprecating comment about that, how he was going to get tired of him. But he, JJ said that Chris Chero was with him every step of the way. That's fantastic. He was right so he was next on to set him. And yes, everything. he was. He was there the whole time. And that's that's crucial, I think, too, to have the person who wrote it there for the actors to be mm-hmm. like, hey, why is my character saying this right now? Like, what what did you think my motivation was here? And things like that. Because it's hard to get into the, the mind frame of the writer necessarily sometimes. So that's awesome. And then you also have the ability to make quick changes on the fly, too. And, you know, no hurt feelings at the end of the day. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And they talked about how ending the film was a very big challenge. They couldn't figure it out for a bit. And it was one of the Ewok dance. (laughs) (laughs) It was Michael Kaplan that saw them outside of the meeting room and overheard JJ and Chris Terrio talk about their struggles. Mm -hmm. And Michael Kaplan was like, Hey, I know the reason why you can't figure out the ending. He's like, because you don't want Star Wars to end. Right. That's the reason. And JJ and Terry just looked at each other and they're like, yeah, you know what? You're right. (laughs) So they went back in the meeting room and they figured it out and they finished it. And the joke was made early on. How do you feel that you finished Star Wars? And Terry was like, are we finished? <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, I mean, this, being there for that long on such a big project, it's like your brain is yeah. constantly going, you're constantly working. And he probably still has that mindset because yeah. now he's doing media. He hasn't really done the interviews like the cast has, but this was the first big interview he's done where he's been there and he's actually spoken about his experience. That's pretty awesome. I guess the cast was in, what, Brazil yesterday? Were they? Okay. I think so, because Brazil's got a huge Comic-Con yeah. that happens yeah, it's every year huge. now. It's, it's basically like San Diego now. Uh, yeah, right? I mean, like, they just today, uh, we're recording this on Sunday. Obviously, we're not going to wake up at, like, 5 in the morning <laughs> to record and release it at 6 a.m. Um, but, like, today, that's that's where they released the Wonder Woman trailer was at yeah. the, the Brazil yeah. uh, Comic-Con. So, that's fantastic. But, yeah, I, I, I didn't watch any interviews or anything, but I did see, uh, I think John Boyega retweeted, like, somebody in the crowd um, watching them come down this like really long elaborate walkway uh to get interviewed and it was it was pretty cool it was um you know rose tico ray and john boyega yes i know they have real names but, <laughs> and i said john boyega instead of him <laughs> they're one in the same yeah they, they might the as well be so yeah so adam driver was finally there to be interviewed for the rise of skywalker mm-hmm. not one of his other projects and um 
Avery Duvernay asking the question. So you're playing Kylo Ren, but is it all also okay to call you Ben Solo as well here? Right. I mean, we all know Kylo Ren is. Uh, should I address you as Ben Solo as well? So did the interview happen before or after the filming, or the they saw the film? It happened right the day after, I believe. The re- okay. Yeah. So I think only the cast has seen the film. No one okay. else has seen the film the other than like, like friends and, and family yeah. of JJ as well. <laughs> and when Adam Driver was asked the question, he had a mic in his hand and JJ was sitting next to him and he passed the mic to JJ. <laughs> and then, of course, the media all started laughing about it. And then JJ picked up his mic and he moved it to, to Adam's mouth so they had like crossed mics that's and, too funny and yeah jj put his mic down and adam was like i i, I don't actually remember <laughs> what he said now i have so many like interviews in my head mm-hmm. but i think he said go with kylo ren i i think For that's now. Yeah, yeah yeah i mean he's, he's kylo ren of course he was ben solo but yeah address him as kylo that's ren. too funny so when they went to the media to ask questions uh, one of the media members asked JJ um, about integration of Carrie Fisher into the film. And when he was giving his response, he was talking about how they had the footage from The Force Awakens. And in post, they were looking at all the effects, all the adjustments, the lighting. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he said that, the light shut off. What? And everyone was, like, freaking out. And J.J. was like, oh, my gosh, that's incredible how that just happened. (laughs) And he's like, hi, Carrie. (laughs) That's too funny, man. So the light stayed off, and, like, half the room was lit. And he was like, oh, that's that's just weird that that just happened. But, okay. And he acknowledged that Carrie was there. Yeah. And, of course, that would be a very Carrie thing to do. So I think she was there. (laughs) Have you you seen this week's episode of the Star Wars show? Yes. So the, the interview that they did with um, Greg Grunberg mm-hmm. um, about the first time he met Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. Did you do you remember that? I actually don't remember now. <laughs> so he's he's sitting there uh, and they're they're shooting a shot where the camera's over uh, Grunberg's shoulder and it's focused on Leia, right? And um, Leia finishes her line and then walks, I think, to Grunberg's left, mm-hmm. and and his job is to stand right there until the director yells cut basically and she walks around and after passing him turns around and just squeezes his butt okay yeah and uh and um after and you know greg grunberg's like this is princess leia this is carrie fisher like what the (laughs) hell am i supposed to do right now and um after they get done shooting jj walks up to him because him and jj have known each other since they were like four or five Mm -hmm. yeah um and jj walks up to him and gives him a hug and he goes welcome to star wars buddy Yeah, I was cracking up when I watched that earlier. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what Snap Wexley does in The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And if he makes it. I'm going to be pretty upset if Snap Wexley dies, but yeah. I, I get it if it, as long as it progresses the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. And one thing I shockingly did not know about, which I feel disappointed in myself that I did not know this, <laughs> but Ava brought up when the, when it was Kathleen Kennedy's turn to talk Mm -hmm. she brought up the fact that kathleen kennedy got her start as a camera operator on monday night football and i was like huh yeah you texted us about this right i was like i'm like a big football fan and i did not know about this (laughs) and i was like i was just in shock and then she proceeded to talk about 
a particular experience she had when she was operating the parabolic microphone, mm-hmm. which is like a big dish that they yeah. point in certain locations. And a play was happening on a Monday night game. She was on the sideline holding the mic to the sideline to pick up mm-hmm. that audio. And the play was going on and the pass was thrown. And a Minnesota Vikings linebacker flew through the sidelines, Ugh. clipped her ankles, and she said she went, like, flying. Oh, my gosh. So, of course, there has to be footage of that somewhere. Somewhere there's got to so, be. So, yeah, if somebody has footage, I mean, put it on the internet so we can check it out and see a young Kathleen Kennedy. You know, so, there's some, some Star Wars KK fan right right now just scouring every <laughs> every game from that year. Yeah, I'm surprised that it hasn't like shown up. Vikings game from that year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I think they said the year. I think it was early 70s. Yeah. That's wild, man. Yeah, that, that is super wild. And, of course, Kerry Russell was also there. Mm-hmm. And she talked about playing Zori Bliss. And the interesting thing that she said and JJ confirmed was that when Kerry Russell walked on set as Zori Bliss, mm-hmm. she, had, she was full, fully costumed with right. the helmet on. And JJ said that Carrie Russell never took her helmet off. He never saw her face. That's crazy. Like the whole time. She the whole time. Was, that's legit. He could tell it was Carrie Russell right, because, because of the voice. Yeah. And, and when like, she'd break character. <laughs> <laughs> and, and JJ was like, hey, you want to take the helmet off? It's kind of creeping me out. And then Carrie <laughs> wow. Russell said, no, I'm going to. I'm going to leave it on. I'm keeping it in character. And JJ just laughed and said, okay. That's awesome. So he just directed her with the helmet on the whole time. And he said he never saw Carrie Russell. <laughs> what if it's not her at all? <laughs> her, like, stunt double. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's Yeah, that's that's kind of an odd thing. But, yeah, that's something that came out of this. But it's also, you know, if you get cast in Star Wars as an actor or an actress, like you want to take it as seriously as possible. So I think probably, you know, I could, I could imagine trying to get into that headspace and being like, if I leave the helmet on, I'm in star Wars. You know what I mean? Like I'm in the universe. I'm Zori bliss right now. Um, you know, the moment I take this off, that means I go home for the day and I come back to earth and I have to <laughs> feed my kids or whatever. I don't know if Carrie has kids, but, um, yeah, yeah. She talked about the email she got from JJ. Mm-hmm. That was simply, hey, you want to be in Star Wars? <laughs> and she was like, yes, yes, I do. I want to be in Star Wars. Yeah. So, yeah. And she's talked about before how, like, her neighbors and it just, the new spread where she lived that she was going to be in Star Wars. So, she would have neighbors asking her questions. Oh, my god! And she even said the garbage men would ask her questions, what? too. Yeah, they would say, hey, hey, what's up with your character? What's going on? And she said she would just laugh and say, I can't tell you anything. I will lose so much money. (laughs) Yeah, so those were just some of the highlights, of course. John Vega, the big three were there. Always killing it. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Marie Tran was there. Naomi Ayaki. Uh, Richard E. Grant was there. Um, Jonas was there. Mm -hmm. He talked about Chewie. And uh, Anthony Daniels, of course, is there. And he talked about how he was in every single Star Wars film. Yeah. And he talked about the ride. And, um, oh, the Rise of the, right? rise of the Resistance? Well, no, his ride? his ride and his career. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to assume he's also in that ride at <laughs> Disney. You know what? Ride. I don't think he is. You don't think 3PO's in there? Uh-uh. I don't think he is. That's interesting. Because hmm. Colin's going, what, did he go? No, he's going later. He, I think, yeah, he's about to go 
and James went before they had yeah. the wide open. Yeah, because that opened, what? The 5th? Yeah, that just opened yeah. the other day. Yeah. Um, and today's the 8th, I believe, right? Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. <laughs> or the ninth. Um, yeah, I mean, today is the ninth, David. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we have Daisy Ridley, John Blake, and Oscar Isaac making the rounds on talk shows. No, yeah. And, of course, they're being asked about all... Like, if, if you could, can you tell us anything? Can you tell us one thing? And all of them are like, nope, we can't. Right. So Daisy Ridley was on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Fallon, like, the, right out the gate, he brings out a picture of Baby Yoda. He's like, what do you think of this guy? <laughs> oh, I've And then the this. crowd cheers. And then he brings out another picture of a Porg from right. Last Jedi. And he goes, which one's cuter, Daisy? And, like, without hesitation, Baby Yoda. Yeah. And Jimmy Fallon's like, what? What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, Baby Yoda. He's like... She, Daisy said, I, I didn't, I, I don't care much for the Porgs guys. She's like, I hate Porgs. Yeah. I don't think she well, said that, but well, it was close. pretty much it she was kind close. of inferred that. She's like, all my interviews for The Last Jedi, everyone brings up the Porgs. She's, I worked the, so hard on the Yeah, movie. she was, I was like, I, I was there six months. Porgs were there for like a day. <laughs> and she was like, I, I, I mean, I was there six months. I did all that work. Yeah. <laughs> and it was all about the Porgs. So she, she was a little annoyed by the Porgs. But I mean, I mean, Baby Yoda, yeah. I think, pretty much trumps everything. So. I mean, yeah. I think, yeah. um, Baby Yoda wins the cuteness awards for everything yeah. forever. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> and the other interesting thing that they kind of all talked about, they were all asked if they would come back. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a general question. And all three of them pretty much said, most likely no. Right. Unless it, this, the next script is absolutely perfect. Like outrageous. And right. They all pretty much seem like they're ready to kind of move on. And one of John Boyega's responses was like, you're not going to Disney Plus me. I'm like, what does that even mean, dude? He it's just like, says stuff, man. Yeah, it's like Disney Plus is the place to be now. Yeah, I mean, legitimately. Yeah, though, I mean, yes. you, we have The Mandalorian and we, we're going to get all these Marvel shows right. that they directly a, connect. A screenshot from uh, WandaVision. Uh, I, I, I haven't seen it. It's black and white. It's shot like a 1950s TV show. Oh, wow. And Vision's there? Envision, well, Paul Bettany's there. Oh wow! But he's not visioned out. It, wow! It, so they're gonna really go into Wanda's powers, I think, in in WandaVision or whatever it's called. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then they, I think they've released the costumes for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we're not talking about Star Wars right now, but like, legitimately, everything cool is happening on Disney Plus right now. Right? Um, Seems like Disney's funneling a lot of money to those shows. Right? And. John Boyega's a young guy. I mean, well, I think say, he's going to need all the money. He I think gets. he's just like jokingly saying that yeah. now. Because, I mean, if you'd asked Harrison Ford at the end of Return of the Jedi if he'd ever come back as Han Solo again, he'd be like, no. There's <laughs> no way in hell I'll ever come back. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he did. I mean, it was only for one more film, but he did. <laughs> yeah, he did come back for about $50 million. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, in 10, 15, 20 years... 30 years, whatever whatever you want to say. They may be actors that are worth $50 million for a film. You know what I mean? And who knows? Maybe in a week we might see them again. Yeah. That'd be cool. It's going to be crazy, man. Yeah, if they do flashbacks or something like that. Oh, yeah. So more and more TV spots have dropped showing us new footage. There's so many. And just about every single time they drop one. So... How do you feel about that? Are are you watching them? Are you like trying to look away? So I'm not trying to look away, but I'm not personally going out of my way to watch them. Um, 
most of the ones that I get off are off of Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's one of those where if the video starts and it's titled something I haven't seen before, I'll probably watch the whole thing. Um, but if it's like one where I got to click a link and all that kind of stuff, I know that sounds incredibly lazy, but it's also like <laughs> I'm trying not to get yeah. too much spoiled for me. Because yeah. um, I've never seen this sort of like here's here's a new ad here's a new ad here's a new ad here's one new scene here's a flash of a new scene Mm -hmm. i've never seen that for any movie like the way they're doing it for this movie it's crazy (laughs) so one of the first images we got of ray was her doing the backflip over that over the fighter yeah and this last tv spot (laughs) shows the continuation of what happens I don't think I've watched this newest one. Okay, yeah. So, they do show it to us. And I believe there's maybe a little bit of of a cut. So, they're not showing everything. Right. But they do show the aftermath of what happens afterwards. So, you might want to stay away from TV spots. We're less than a week away. Or, it's next week. Yeah. So, it's It's Thursday. It's Not this Thursday, but next Thursday. It's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) I I can't even really believe it. Like... Yeah. Because I'm I'm actually off this upcoming Thursday because mm-hmm. uh, my wife wanted to do a family thing and I'm like is it is it Thursday and it's not it's not <laughs> Thursday this week it's next Thursday yeah. but I'm so ready I'm very ready yeah for me all these TV spots I mean they gotta they gotta pump up the general public mm-hmm. I mean us hardcores it's not for us it's really for everyone else right it's kind of like they're hoping to catch more and more people. And the box office predictions, I think, are between 175 and 200 million for the opening weekend. Pretty good. So, yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty darn good. The general trend for the trilogies is you make a whole lot of money on the first film, it dips for the second, and then it goes back up for the third one. So, it's going to be super interesting to see. I know we talked about box office like all year in anticipation of this film. So, that box office, I'm kind of. On the optimistic side now, I think it's going to be more than what we think. I, I think it's so. going to be above two hundred million. Oh, for sure. And yeah, it's. I'm, I, I, wanna I just see, can't wait to see that report. I want to see what the big like the end is. You know what I mean? Where are we talking like Avatar, Infinity War, not Infinity War, uh, Endgame numbers? You know what I mean? Like overall box office, I'm excited about. I think it's going to land. It's going to land in the top 20 all time for sure. I would almost just guess top 10 just because of the finality of it. Yeah. But are we talking top 5, top 1? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm I'm excited to see that. Um, but man, Infinity War is going to be hard to beat. But it could happen. Yeah, it is possible. Depending on what happens in this movie. Yeah. Well, and I, I'm going to see it... Twice opening night, so twice on Thursday I'm going to see it once with you guys, and then I'm going to see it the next day with my sister, so I'll have seen it three times in the span of two days, mm-hmm. so I'm excited about that. Um, God, I hope I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I will, but either way, I'm, I'm yeah. just ready to watch it, man. So what, like, one or two elements do you think, if they show us in The Rise of Skywalker, do you think could propel it? To make more money. I mean, the story has got to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was like one of those shocking th- reveals. Shocking reveals. I think you've got to have the battles have to be insane. They have to be stuff we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. It has to match 
every Marvel superhero that's ever existed coming out of a portal to fight monsters from space. You know what I mean? Like, it, mm-hmm. it has to match that intensity because, honestly, Endgame was okay. I enjoyed it. Um, the only reason I saw it more than once in the theater was for that last climactic battle. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of the movie, I could hit, I could take or leave. Um, but that battle at the end where Cap's standing there by himself and he's like, all right, let's go. And then the portal's open and on your left happens and you're just like, <laughs> yes! You know, it's got to have people screaming in the in the audience because they're like, Snap Wexley just showed up. Oh my god, is that wedge in a in an X wing? You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's gotta be, it's gotta be there. That's yeah. that I think is the thing that'll make it. Have you seen the video that someone uh, modified where it's like Cap and he's like turning around for the on your left moment and the portal opens up and it's Baby Yoda coming through <laughs> on the, and it's it's just Baby Yoda. <laughs> Dude, I got a cold. You can't make me laugh like that. <laughs> And then they do a close-up, and he's just, he, like, coos, and he has, like, a little lightsaber, and it ignites, like, the size of a fork. (laughs) That's awesome. No, I haven't seen that. I'll have to get, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's pretty epic, man. All all the Baby Yoda memes, and... I think we talked about it last time. They're just ridiculous. Yeah, the proliferation of Baby Yoda everywhere in in culture is just incredible to me. For sure. I, I didn't think that the Mandalorian would have something like this happen, but it's happening... And I'm glad for it. It's a number one show. In the world. Yeah. In the world. Yeah, there's the most demand for it. I don't know how people are seeing it that aren't in <laughs> particular <laughs> countries. But it's happening. Disney knows it. And it seems like they're just now kind of leveraging Baby Yoda with the merchandise that they right. released. Some of it was kind of like, yeah. I haven't really been impressed with any of the yeah. Baby Yoda merch yet, if yeah. I'm going to be totally honest with you. Um, and some of it's not going to be available till February. That's whack. Um, yeah, so the series will be over for a month. Yeah. So it's like, I mean... <laughs> Um, but I mean, props to Disney because John Favreau was like, "Hey, we got to keep this a do secret." Do not talk guys. about Baby Yoda. And yeah. I was like reading up on this, and technically, like toy makers, like Hasbro, they need like a lot of lead time right. before they can do a mass production of a particular item. So, big time props to to Disney for withholding that secret. Well, I mean, they're also... I, I think they're making money hand over fist with Disney Plus right now. So, they're kind of like, yeah. well, we're going to make a lot off merchandise, but right. let's ease up for a little bit first, you know? I saw the recent numbers. that it, was, it had like 10 million subscribers like week one. But have you seen anything recently talking about subscribers no, or views? No, I haven't or, really. Have you? Yeah. I haven't seen anything except for the whole Parrot Analytics thing that said that there's like... like 300% more demand for Mandalorian mm-hmm. mentions and like likes Crazy, and man. yeah it's yeah it's it's incredible man I didn't think it was going to be this big I thought it was going to be big but <laughs> I mean you have all kinds big, of people yeah. referencing Baby Yoda and yeah it's it's incredible so um, we haven't gotten together in two weeks the two of us haven't mm-hmm. so two episodes have come out since then what did you think about episode four um I mean, we'll we'll try to do non spoilery because I saw somebody on Facebook kind of. Well, let, let's wait to the end of the show. Okay. We could we could talk. We don't have to worry about it. But the next thing I wanted to talk about was, um, the Rise of Resistance ride opened. Right. And they had a big media event, mm-hmm. and just like we talked about the last Did podcast we were together, fly? they had the X wings come up, and they had the operator on a boom, just like if there was like an actual scene happening. Uh huh talk about like get uh, get ready for takeoff and they rise up over the mountains 
And of course, everyone sees them. Right. And you can't see the propellers. So they actually look like they're X Wings. And it's Sick. at night. And the lighting, they, they made the lighting a certain way. So you couldn't see the extra stuff making it stay in the air. That's so it just awesome. looked like X Wings. And they're facing the crowd. And then they turn opposite directions. And right when they're about to take off, they, they slowly move. But then they do something with the lighting to, to make it look like they jump to light speed. That's awesome. So it was seamless on camera. That's legit. So, yeah, it did look legit. I was happy about that. And those X-Wings are the size of SUVs. Yeah. So from a from a distance, they saw them. They weren't over people. So. <laughs> Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and who knows... Who knows when we're going to see that technology again, but of course, I'm pretty sure. It, it seems like it was a success. There right. was no reports about any malfunctions or anything. So, yeah, just select media got to go, and it was in Disney World, and they got to ride the actual Rise of the Resistance so ride. Cool. And I'm wondering now, was that droid that imperial droid that we mm-hmm. took a picture right, behind right. is that one of the ones is that there I'm now pr- oh, that one particular yes booth? yes yes i don't know man that's a good question i would assume so but i mean i couldn't tell you for yeah. sure yeah you don't think they just built one specially for celebration i mean it'd be or just like the traveling yeah it's probably a traveling the traveling car that, yeah that will wind up at other events or it's it was just for celebration, mm-hmm. and then it's in some warehouse somewhere. Yeah, I was hoping it was going to be one of the actual cars, because yeah. I, I kissed the dome before <laughs> we took a picture. <laughs> so, other than that, um, a story that broke kind of close to when we podcasted mm-hmm. uh, was when um, there was like this logo popping up on my feed, and I wasn't quite sure what it was. It looked like it was almost maybe like a... Like one of those mobile Star Wars games uh-huh. I don't care too much about and didn't think it was a big deal. But after a while, I saw someone post, oh man, Ahmed Best yes, is back in Star Wars. Yes, I was, I was waiting like, to what? talk about what? this. I was like, what, 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 what happened? So, Star Wars put out a, kind of a press release thing. And I have it here. And I'll read a little bit of it. It says, Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge, an exciting new Disney Plus game show set in a galaxy far, far away, will test young contestants' abilities in the care or in the core Jedi principles of strength, knowledge, and bravery as they face thrilling and fun obstacles in an attempt to achieve the rank of Jedi Knight. From lightsabers to hyperspace, the Force, the Dark Side, Jedi Temple Challenge transports viewers and contestants into the Star Wars galaxy like never before. Yes. The show is hosted by Ahmed Best who will play a Jedi Master and mentor to the contestants. Known to many fans as Jar Jar Binks from the Star Wars prequels, the best unique set of skills as an actor, dancer, martial arts expert, stomp musician, and Star Wars fan will make him the perfect choice uh, to host the show and be the mentor. Best is joined by a hilarious humanoid droid companion voiced by Mary Holland. She is from Veep, Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. Yeah. Yeah, so, I am so jazzed about I am so glad that Ahmed Best is doing something Star Wars again. They brought him back in the family. I kind of wish that he's like in the movies as like maybe even just like an extra. Like a cameo yeah. or something. <laughs> so I actually saw it, saw this news the reverse order. I saw the TV show idea and I immediately got hyped about it because mm-hmm. um, what was that show on Nickelodeon back in the day? It was like Temple Run or something like that. Well, that's the video game. No, uh, that's the game for the phone. It was... Yeah. It was that game where Hidden Temple, or Hidden something. Temple yeah. where they had to find three pieces of the idol, right. to, and they ran through this like. But is it going to be that? Course. I think there's going to be an element of that. Yeah. 
Um, that's the way that it it was described. That kind of made me think of it. You know, there's going to be parts where they have to answer questions, mm-hmm. and then there's going to be physical com not combat, but physical. Uh, challenges and things like that and so i saw the description like double dare yeah like double dare <laughs> so i saw the description of the show and i was like all right i'm already on board with this yeah. and then i think the next day i saw that Ahmed best was was going to be the host and i was like yes absolutely 100 yeah. percent. i am i was in already and now i'm absolutely in yeah um i'm just like you said i'm just glad to see him come back to the star wars community especially after he was abused by <laughs> a lot of it. Well, oh, I think a lot of people in the Star Wars community get abused, and right, it's kind of ridiculous. But especially Ahmed Best, I I like the fact that we're bringing him back in. He's gonna be making money from Star Wars, yeah, thankfully. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah, it's something I've been wanting. He, he was doing some stuff on Twitter a little bit after it was announced, or mm-hmm. maybe it was right as it was getting announced. Cause I follow him on Twitter. Cause he's an interesting guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, he tweeted, he was like the one thing that I always liked about being in star Wars, even when I was at my darkest was the fact that ki- my character resonated with kids. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to be giving back to, to the child and bringing back that excitement in kids, you know, as part of my job now. Mm-hmm. So I, it's so cool. I'm at best as a good dude, so I'm excited about it. Yeah, and StarWars.com also did say, this is definitely a kid's game show like no other. Uh, Lucasfilm Senior Director of Online Content and Programming stated, uh, Mickey, his name's Mickey uh, <laughs> Capoferry. Um, <clears throat> he said, the various challenges uh, will test the Padawan's connection to the Force in three locations, a Force planet on board of a Jedi Star Cruiser, and inside a Jedi temple, immersing them and the audience in fun, humorous, and exciting competition. That's awesome. Yeah, I can't wait for it. It's going to be on Disney+. Plus. Yep. So we'll have Disney+. Plus. We'll be able to check that out. Um, well, I think, so, on the Star Wars show, they announced this as well this week. And I guess a lot of people that work on the Star Wars show, this yes. was like their brainchild. Right, right. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, it, yeah, it says, it, StarWars.com also did say, Jedi Temple Challenge is developed by Lucasfilm Scott Bromley, which... He's like one of the main guys yeah. on the Star Wars show. And Steve Blank with Mickey and Christine Beebe uh, serving as executive producers. And the series will be produced by Lucasfilm and Endeavor uh, Contents Non-Scripted Group uh, with executive producers Dean Hauser, David Chamberlain, and Mike and Tenoro. So, yeah, and it'll stream exclusively in 2020 on Disney+. Plus. It's got like kind of a... It's like a February release or something, right? Like, it wasn't... It just said 2020, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know why my brain went to February. I was very excited yeah. about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, 2020. So, that's that's awesome. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, there will be a sneak peek of The Rise of Skywalker on the Wednesday oh, show yes. of The Mandalorian. So, I was thinking, okay, so what could it be? Could it perhaps be the behind-the-scenes reel that we never got to oh, see. Oh, man, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I, I'm I'm kind of thinking it's probably more likely a like a scene. You think it's going to be a scene? I think it's... I mean, especially with the the release of that one trailer where it was like, do they fly now? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that was a whole mm-hmm. minute of the movie that they released already. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's going to be a scene. I think it's going to be one of those where... That was the chair, not me. Uh, that where um, where people are gonna be like, "Oh wow," you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, what, I have a feeling it's going to be a scene. What did you think of they flying out? Because that like had a lot of controversy behind it. Oh, really? Yeah, they were like, "Why are they saying that?" I mean, Finn's in in the in the first order. He should have seen jetpacks before because the Empire had him. It's like, well, technically, I mean, it's a first order Empire. It's two totally different things. Yeah, um, there's a history there of jetpacks in Star Wars, but. The First Order having jetpacks might have been a big deal for Finn. And yeah. he also, he was he was a recruit, and then he was stationed on Starkiller Base. Mm-hmm. That was all the, all he knew, basically. So, I think it's, people just want to be controversial for the sake of being controversial yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Um, I thought those friggin' motorcycles were cool. The That they jump off oh, yeah, of, yeah. where they do, do yeah. the cool... I'm doing yeah, an arm like motion. A plank. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Get a little it, assist in the air and yeah, then ignite. It's yeah. like a pinball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pinball arm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought those were cool. I thought the scene was funny. I, I chuckled a little bit. I'm not even going to lie. Um, God, I'm looking forward to this film. So jazzed. Yeah, it's just... And what what is the word you you would use? Because I know... I think we all have the same feeling when we see new Star Wars films. Mm-hmm. Is it like you're just like kind of like in shock and kind of arrested and it's like, whoa, this is this is gonna count yeah. and it's brand new <laughs> and it's bright and shiny and it's just like it's it's an oh my god feeling. Part of me still almost doesn't believe it, if that makes any <laughs> sense. Like I yeah. I won't believe it until I I hear the first couple notes of the theme song hit and I see the Star Wars logo mm-hmm. on the screen and it starts going up and every time, no matter what movie what Star Wars movie I see in theaters, when I see that and the scroll starts, I just get the biggest grin on my face. Like, it's it's unavoidable. It's just, yes, we are in this in this galaxy far, far away again. Ah, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. everybody better shut up because I'm reading right now. <laughs> <laughs> that one video that James loves, it's like, yeah. Yeah, the camera's flashing. Hey! <laughs> I'm not going to repeat it, but... Yeah, there's some... Yeah. <laughs> so... I guess it's time to talk about The Mandalorian. I guess we can talk about Chapter 4, Chapter 5. And okay. If you listen up to this point, uh, we're going to talk about spoilers for The Mandalorian, Chapters 4 and 5, pretty freely. Okay. So, I guess, pause it, go watch it, somehow, some way. <laughs> come back <laughs> and then the, come back. Come back in, like, last 30 seconds of the episode, right. if you need the sign-off, because yeah. I know some people are completionists. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, spoilers here for Mandalorian. I'll give you some time to pause or turn it off or whatever. Dude. So, (laughs) The Mandalorian, Chapter 4, Sanctuary. Uh Uh-huh. What did you think? What were your feelings? What were your thoughts? Um, I felt gypped by Episode 4. Really? I really did. Um, Not because... um, Oh, I cannot remember her name. Gina Carano's character. Cardoon. Cardoon, thank you. Cardoon. Uh, not because she was underutilized. I thought she was a great character. Mm-hmm. I loved I loved everything going up until they went to the sanctuary because it was just the Magnificent Seven again. And it was just Seven Samurai again. And it was just um, literally an episode of The Clone Wars. There's literally an episode <laughs> of The Clone Wars that is exactly the same as this episode of The Mandalorian. I thought it was lazy. Yeah. It, it, it I, I mean, it looked great. It was fine. If you didn't ever watch Clone Wars, I'm sure you thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm sure if you've never seen any of these things in, um, you know, the public eye, mm-hmm. you really enjoyed it. But it was like, 
<sighs> the story has been told this exact way so many times that I'm over it. Um, but not with Mandalorian. <laughs> it was the exact same story. <laughs> I, I was I was a little disappointed. I'm not gonna lie. I thought yeah. it was I thought it was lazy on yeah. on their parts. That being said, <laughs> it was really really cool. Yeah, I, I thought it was it was yeah. good. The Baby Yoda stuff was great, where he's yeah. sipping his tea and whatnot. But man, really, we got to do the Magnificent Seven storyline again. Yeah. In, well, it is a western. Yeah, in I space. know it's a western in space, <laughs> but like, come on, <laughs> it just was lazy to me. I don't know. Yeah, for me, I mean, watching a Star Wars TV show, I still can't get over like a live right. action TV show. I mean, it's, it's incredible. I mean, yeah, it's the same as certain things, but it's still different, and it's Star Wars. And see, but it wasn't different to me. It was just it was that storyline again, and, right? Like right. even so, in the episode of the Clone Wars where they replicate this storyline. The forms that they teach them to use with the staffs is the exact same forms that they used in The Mandalorian. Like, well, don't you think that it that's was just basically a, a comeback? Copy. No, it was a carbon copy. <laughs> it was, I was like, Dave Filoni, come but on. But it was, it was Bryce Dallas Howard who directed. Right. And it was John who wrote it. Right. But I, it had so much Filoni influence in it that <laughs> I, I, was, I was just, I don't know. I, maybe I'm being too critical of yeah. it. Because, like, the the thing at the very, very end where they're like, yeah, I could settle down here. And then, um, you know, then there's a bounty hunter there on their on their It was a Kubaz, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was a yeah. Kubaz. Um, that I loved. So, basically, the beginning parts, the stuff that happened in the village where he's getting along with the lady and her son, daughter. daughter. I don't remember. It's been a week since I've seen it. Yeah. I thought all of that was good. The character building was good. But, man, I did not need that fight scene with the villagers. Because I've seen it, yeah, the Clintonians, like fifty-seven million times. <laughs> mm. I thought it was alright. I didn't think about anything else. I mean, I'm just kind of taking it all in, and the whole like battle between them and the ATST was mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, it was it was cool. But in the Magnificent Seven, the ATST is a Gatling gun. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, okay, cool. <laughs> You're it. like, I've seen this before. <laughs> There was, like, there like was, Biff and Back to the Future Part I think, Two. I think my issue with it is was there was no surprises. If that makes any sense, nothing because up to this point, The Mandalorian every episode it's got something where I've been like, "Dang, that was cool!" Or I didn't. Well, see the that Kubaz coming. did try and shoot like snipe Baby Yoda, right. and then you hear the gunshot, and I was like, and then The Mandalorian no. turns around. And yeah, Cara I think everyone's reaction yeah. was, <laughs> "Did they just do what?" What. Did they just pull a Game of Thrones on the yeah. baby? <laughs> um, but so, like I said, there was a lot to like there. But overall, I was, yeah. I was, I felt gypped out of a out of a <laughs> new episode. Um, which episode five did everything in its power to redeem episode four because yeah. episode five was phenomenal from the beginning to the end. Yeah, the dogfight in the beginning with the bounty hunter. Yep, and then I guess the Razor Crest can't really maneuver as well as like a. Single yeah, man it's like fighter, a transport, I guess. right, right. But it's probably tricked out a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, you see Baby Yoda's reaction, and then the Mandalorian does the whole like kind of like Top Gun maneuver or whatever. <laughs> Stall the engines out, yeah, and, yeah. Put them in reverse or yeah. whatever. It was awesome. But yeah, from beginning to end of of Episode Five, I was into it. And I, there's been a lot of people complaining that. Cara Dune's been going to be underutilized or whatever. Like she's only in this one episode. You've honestly 
people of of the world, you honestly think this is the only time this character is going to show up is in this one episode. Right. And I mean, we've seen her in the trailer shoot a big Gatling gun. Yeah. Where was that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's, people are silly. Yeah. It, it, was yeah. Just, it was just silly to me. And uh, then there's like the whole like feminist thing that there's not enough females. And then we get another female director mm-hmm. and then we get Cara Dune. And then the villager is a female with her daughter and she was badass yeah yeah you know and but again the shooting magnificent seven is the same <laughs> it's the exact same storyline um sorry <laughs> i just i just couldn't get over it i was like really really even this has to be the same well that's a, it's a great story joseph i mean you're I mean, not wrong but yeah eh. homages are part of star wars and star wars filmmaking that's very true so i just they've already done this homage <laughs> and now they've and now they've done it to death in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. Yeah, um, so yeah, going to chapter five, we get to see Tatooine. Yeah. And did you think that we were gonna get to go to Tatooine? Or did you think that all those scenes were from which we now know is I can't remember what it's called. Uh Navarro? Nav- uh, is it Navarro or Avaro? I, I th- Navarro. Navarro. Like so Navarro. the planet, yeah. So <laughs> the planet where Grief Karga is is Navarro. Mm-hmm. And then the planet where Quill is in the off-world Jawas in the whole Sandcrawler right. episode, that was Arvala 7. There we go. Okay. So it's kind of hard to keep it all Navarro, organized. Arvala 7 and now Tatooine. Tatooine. And they show the exact shot yeah. from A New Hope of the Razor Crest arriving, Landing. going to towards the planet. And it's the same shot that we saw so many years ago whenever each one of us saw it. (laughs) But it was a first Star Wars experience for me. And to see the atmosphere of Tatooine and that one planetoid on the left-hand side. Yeah, when they were coming I was like, oh, they're doing it. They're going to Tatooine. Right. And yeah, it was was Moss Eisley Tower communicating with them. Brought them in to, I believe it was Bay 35. Or Bay 35. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says 35. But I was thinking, okay, 35, how does that relate to 94? But <clears throat> doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, if there's any relation at all. So they also show this shot where they show Moss Eisley in episode four from a distance. Yeah. And it looks pretty much identical. Yeah, it looks good, man. So, yeah, he lands. And then, of course, we get um, Amy Sedaris. <laughs> Who and she great. has, like... This like crazy wig. Yeah. On. yeah. <laughs> she has like a like one of those like crazy froze. Yeah. And it's like, man, she's kind of out of like the seventies yeah, there. It was awesome. Yeah, and then we see the pit droids pop up. And that was awesome. I yeah. I really enjoyed seeing the pit droids. They were they were great characters in this yeah. episode for yeah, sure. Definitely. And we see the Mandalorian walk into the bar, to the cantina. To the cantina, the Moss Eisley cantina. And yeah, it's the same shot. Where we used to have the do back, there was it a was guy standing there, crazy. and the guys like, and I was like the whole time, are they gonna do it? Are they gonna do it? He walks in, and it's the cantina. They show the bar. Yeah, but this time it's a droid as the bartender, and I was like, and they that do, guy. did some pans of some of the creatures. Yeah, in there. and that that was awesome too. But when they when they showed the droid bartenders uh, from a certain point of view, of the book that mm-hmm. me and James have talked about a couple of times, I was like, dude, that old bartender must be pissed right now because that guy hated droids yeah and so now yeah. it's literally run by droids so yeah yeah um it's kind of wild it was wild but yeah i was i was like man they and the fact the way they recreated it was amazing like it looked like the original set you mm-hmm. know what i mean the colors were a little bit off but but i mean that, that could be because the time and right, right, right stuff changed but man it was it blew my mind i was not 
I was not expecting that at all. I think. Yeah, I totally wasn't expecting it either. <laughs> and then, of course, we meet a new character, and he's basically kind of a. He's sitting basically where Chewie, Han, yeah. and Obi Wan and Luke met. And I didn't know this at the time, but he's actually the son of Bobby Cannavale. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw his last name was Cannavale. And he, his name was Toro Calican. So if you break that name apart, I know there's an El Toro um, military base okay. in that area. Uh-huh. And then Cali can. <laughs> they shoot it in California. That's awesome. So California can do Star Wars too. So that's what I kind of got from it. I'm not sure if that is really story behind it but yeah i thought he was a pretty good actor i mean he acted what he was supposed to be and i've heard criticism of his acting and it's like really he he was yeah i thought he was great yeah he did he was the character he needed to be yeah yeah he was a star wars character i mean it made sense so they work together to go find fennec yeah and And i've been waiting for her to show up right right i love ming na wen i think she's a great actress right and they come across the dewback oh they show a speeder bike like en route to that location yeah they're both on speeder bikes and that that was awesome yeah i love the sound effect the speeder bike it's actually my ringtone or my (laughs) text tone yeah and i mean just to see the mandalorian with his cape out going full blast over the dunes reminiscent of Anakin Skywalker and Attack of the Clones a little yeah. bit. I don't think they did a wide shot, but they did some wide shots of... But it wasn't It wasn't exactly the same as the shots they did in episode two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, but I loved when they when they get to the, the uh, Tusken Raiders, mm-hmm. and then they're like, talk to them yourself, and they're just like... I was like, yes! Tusken Raiders are sneaky jerks! <laughs> <laughs> and they just like appear out of nowhere. Yeah. I was like, how do they do that? Yeah. Like single the, file the batmans of the sand <laughs> <laughs> so yeah toro calican loses his binox because yeah. they because the mandalorian negotiated with sign language which is the first time we see anyone outside of a raider talk to another raider communicate yeah. with another raider so they get passage over their lands and they come across a, across a dewback with another bounty hunter like hanging Getting from dragged. like the yeah. saddle yeah that was that was pretty cool and then of course fennec tries to snipe the Mandalorian shoots him in the Beskar. A couple times. Yeah, a couple times. And the Mandalorian and Toro devise a plan to go at night and to use those... The flares, Yeah, basically. those flares yeah. to kind of blind Fennec Shand when she's sniping. And it works until Toro hits... He, a, he hits like a bump. The, yeah. And then it moves his arm and he shoots the, the flash into the sand. And the Mandalorian gets sniped off his bike. Yep. And... She gets distracted by, and it's a scene from the trailer where mm-hmm. he's where he's in, in the in the speeder bike. He rolls up, and there's a bright light. And yeah, I was I was wondering how those scenes because there was a lot of scenes from the trailer yeah. in this episode, and I was like, yeah. how are they going to get these together? Yeah. And it, what I found interesting was the line that Phoenix sh- says in the trailer wasn't even to the Mandalorian. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> She's like. Your name will be legendary. And it's like, we all figure he's talking to the Mandalorian, but he's too. talking to Toro. Yeah. Because she knows about the child and yep. the Mandalorian and what happened on Navarro. I think that's the first time they mentioned Navarro. Yeah, it was. As so, as I know. so, yeah, we're all assuming that planet is Navarro. First, I thought it was the encampment, but apparently it's a planet. So, he gets up, Toro Calican gets up, and he and Fennec Shan thinks that she's going to be freed 
Buddy pulls out his blaster, shoots, shoots her in the her stomach. In the gut. Yeah. And of course, I mean, she's probably not done for the count. Shot her in I like some protective because, armor. Well, and especially because like he went back for her right. body or her corpse or her perfectly healthy well, body. Well, see, we don't got. know who that is. We we hear the spurs. Really? I yes. thought there was a shot of him picking, like, going to the body. Who? The Mandalorian. No. There's not? The I'm Mandalorian not leaves Tatooine. And then at the very end, we hear spurs. And I guess I just assumed it was the Mando, <laughs> because that's the sound that they've been making every time he's walking around. Is the spurs sound. Which but it's also it. the same sound that Boba Fett makes. Yeah, but Boba Fett's dead. Well, I mean, the armor could be he, passed. He, well, the armor is passed. Yeah. The armor shows up in the um, Aftermath, Aftermath yeah. series. Um, but it's just like a dude. It's not yeah. like... It's yeah. like the sheriff of this like little out, yeah. outpost. So. so, I guess jumping back. So, Fennec gets <laughs> shot. Toro heads back, and the Mandalorian comes back on a do-back. I think he's going to have to transport Fennec Shand. And I think he sees that she's dead. And then it's like, And then goes back. Yeah. <laughs> and then <coughs> Toro has the child, Baby Yoda, and Amy Sedaris. And he th- that Toro thinks he's going to get the supreme bounty and become legendary. Yeah. But, of course, the Mandalorian... Has something up his sleeve. Yeah, he has that um, that flare. Yep. He shoots, moves around, flanks Toro, shoots Toro yep. with Baby Yoda in his arm. He fall. He does like a spin. Yeah. And I guess Baby Yoda just rolls, and they're looking for Baby Yoda. Like, where is he? He's like, hey. Yeah. I thought he was gonna be like floating or something. Or, I don't know some law, but no. So he takes off. He pays. Amy Sedaris's character with the credits that he, I, I guess he pulled off of someone. I think he pulled him off of Fennec. Okay. I think. That makes I don't sense. remember exactly where he pulled him from, but I feel like that's where he stole him. So, yeah. So, yeah, he leaves the docking bay, 3-5, and then we get that last scene we just spoke about. Right. How someone kind of in dark clothing, which logically it could be Giancarlo Esposito's character, Moff Gideon. Oh, possibly. yeah. Possibly. Could be him. We're not sure, but the, I feel like could be it, anyone. I feel could, like if it was him, they wouldn't make that sound effect there, unless for some reason right, Moffat wears right. spurs. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. yeah we, no one knows yet. Yeah, so that's exciting, and yeah, me not me not when should show up again. I, I hope so. I don't think she's I, out. I really hope she's not because yeah. then, like, I will agree with people that was a waste of a character because yeah. she was great. I, I really like that character a lot. Yeah, she's always been a great actress and whatever she's done yeah so even the was it street fighter she was Chun-Li, yeah she was chun <laughs> yeah yeah that was that was interesting um uh, but yeah that was episode five which was great it was fantastic yeah yeah that was really good i think all the episodes are really great and i thought Car- Cara dune's introduction was was awesome yeah so, the, the fist fight between the two of them yeah. and the knives and all that stuff. I was really into it. And then Baby Yoda sipping tea. <laughs> Which was... I don't know if that was supposed to be a callback to the Kermit's sipping tea no. meme. But have you seen like yeah. the the cartoon where he like eats Kermit now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the one where it's Kermit sipping the tea. Uh-huh. And then it's Baby Yoda. <laughs> sipping tea next sip, to him. And, he's and like, it says, replace you, I have. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I mean, next week will be 
the episode that comes out on Wednesday. Yeah. And this upcoming week, it'll be on Friday again, but look so out we'll for Wednesday. Friday and then a Wednesday. The week of, yeah, the week of The Rise of Skywalker. Look out for the special sneak peek and the new episode. And we'll be one away from being done with the series. It's crazy. Yeah. That's but, crazy, man. But yeah. thankfully, there's a season two, and they're already in production, I'm pretty sure. So I think they're getting close to wrapping it up. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it'll probably come out again in November. They'll probably do the same thing. That'd be awesome. And yeah. Clone Unless Wars. they can get it out quicker. Well, and then they'll have Clone Wars pretty, in February. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be a relatively quick turnaround. I bet they're going to, they'll do weekly with the Clone Wars yeah. too, I would assume. Everything they do is weekly, I think. Because there's a couple others. Uh, me and my wife have been watching the Encore series on there. Because mm-hmm. um, I was a giant theater nerd in high school. And it, that show is fast, like really, really good. It's, if, especially if you're a theater kid at some point, it's, they get a mm-hmm. group of like, 20 plus year graduated high school people together to perform the show they did in high school again. It's great. I really like it. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, (laughs) Jesse. But yeah, it's Disney plus has been great. It's really exceeded almost all of my expectations just in general. Yeah. And you can do a marathon before you go see the rise of Skywalker on Disney plus, which I will probably do on. Is the last Jedi there now or it's going to come out a little later? It's going to come out a little later. I don't, Okay. There yet? Okay. Well, yeah. I think that's uh, the show for this week. Yeah, for sure. And of course, you can find us everywhere on social media: uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook group. Our group has been kind of getting larger and larger. Yeah. I don't know what exactly triggered it, but a lot of people have been requesting to join the Facebook group, and uh, it's been pretty awesome. Everyone's been pretty cordial and. Putting memes and <laughs> posting yeah. memes, and they're always like hilarious to look at. It's, it's been it's been great. Yeah, there's been a lot of really yeah. Good and people have been there. typing their theories and I think. What do you think about this or that? I think James posted on there the other day, like what your favorite moment in Star Wars was. I think he posted was... that on the Star Wars stuff podcast page. Oh, okay. Yeah. Either way, the yeah. other there's Facebook so many things. Yeah, um, <laughs> but there was a lot of really good discussion on that that I yeah. really I really enjoyed like seeing people's responses to that and then yeah. uh, a couple people were ribbing James about picking the music as one of his favorite <laughs> yeah. moments. That's a deep cut now. <laughs> yeah, I was, that was that cracked me up a lot. So So yeah, 2019's coming to an end and yeah. It's been uh, a crazy 4 years in the Star Wars fandom. Yeah, it's been wild. It's been so, great. Yeah, like I said you catch server on social media and I'd also like to dedicate this podcast to uh, one of my friends. She uh, unexpectedly passed away this last Sunday. I, I put a post on uh, Facebook about her. And um, she was married to one of my good buddies who we went to the first two celebrations with. And um, I just want to dedicate this podcast to her. And um, may the force be with you. Always. <laughs>